In times of great duress, there is none more noble than the comedy writer. We watch Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling transmission. We are controlling transmission. Hey guys, uh, welcome to another episode of Musty TV. I'm Josh Phillips. I'm Liam Senior. And today... And live from Studio <laughs> 7, oh. we've got a, a... Wow! Oh my real, god! Yeah, real Fucking. stinker today. Um, we watched Studio, Studio 60 on the Sunset, Sunset Strip. Starring Matt... Matthew Purbles and Brad Wivers Giffords and <laughs> Manders Pizza Pete's with her Stephen Webbers Stephen Webslingers and 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 Mister on the Down Low and Rob Cordry's brother Earl and Miss America Horror Story herself Ryan Murphy. Musical guest, <laughs> Jane Curtin, and your host, Laverne and Shirley, <laughs> backed by so, Lydia and Squiggy. Uh, this was really bad. Yeah. Uh, so... And we'll just say right off the bat, we fast-forwarded during some of it because it was so bad. It was really long. Hour-longs are kind of hard to do for this show for us because... Uh, after a while, we lose all the energy in the world. Because we have to watch two hours of usually really bad TV. So far. <laughs> so far. I have not found a winner. Uh, so Studio 60 is an hour-long show that was made in 2006 by Aaron Sorkin about the behind-the-scenes of a late-night comedy show, much like your Saturday Night Lives, your Mad TVs, your Fridays. Your <laughs> Fridays. It did take place on a Friday. Uh, but this was obviously snl like in every way but snl still existed in this universe i know but this was aaron sorkin's little poke at snl a lot of people probably might not know where aaron sorkin is he wrote the social networks and the i think that's the only good thing that he's ever written in, in my Didn't, opinion well never watched the west wing never watched people love the west wing never watched sports night cause... i did a play of his in college which was kind of fun it's called hidden in this picture it's a short play it's about a cni magic the cni book thing <laughs> it was and... about trying to film a scene when cows walk into it no joke that was the plot of the play the also a little tie-in it was about a director and writer making their visionary thing like this show Whoa. a directing writing team so let's uh, just jump on into the yeah, plot go for right it. i'm looking i'm looking for so the first episode besides feeling really long it was 45 minutes as Liam kept pointing out as we're watching it, we're 20 minutes in and we still haven't met our leads. So yeah, we start where at all a good show start on Judd Hirsch. Um, hey, Judd Hirsch is wonderful and he tried his best. He, did he? He did his best with what he was given. He was given basically a poor man's network, like the film network. He was given a poor man's Howard Beale where he goes off where... He's not happy. They cut his sketch. They cut the sketch that was meaningful in the show, so he interrupts the sketch. They happening. cut a sketch called Crazy Christians. Crazy Christians, yeah. And the F, -S -S -F, -F 
the WWE commissioner, the FCC Whoever chairman. Whoever this, like, Dusseldorf is. This Dusseldorf. <laughs> it's the guy from Arrival who's also a douchebag in it, whose entire... Oh, I didn't his, Oh, it's great. I've heard. His entire career is just playing people who go, no, 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 I'm in a suit, and my hair's slicked back. Judd Hirsch character, I forget his name, Wes. walks into the scene... Interrupts the terrible George, uh, Bush, George sketch. Bush sketch they're doing and just starts going to his own uh, Howard Beale monologue. If you haven't seen Network, you should. It's an amazing film. True. This is kind of like if you took all of the good parts of Network and went, Get out of here! Yeah. Good parts? <laughs> they're on yeah. horses now. We're really going to make a statement, but then we're going to keep referencing that it's a Network like moment in the f- crappy TV show. And so. Uh, we meet, uh, we meet like some of the recurring characters, I guess. The Sarah student, Paulson, Sarah Paulson, D.L. Hughley, and Nate Cordry are the big three of the show. They're the main cast members. S- Stephen yeah. Weber is the chairman, chairman or of CEO. Something. He's something above president of a network. And Amanda Peet has just been hired as the president of the network when this meltdown happens. She's and at a dinner party. <laughs> they got. She needs to hire new writers. To, to make things look okay for some reason. Income, Matthew Perry and Bradley Whitford. Now you're probably thinking, oh, that's like a quick cold open. A lot of movement, a lot of moving around. Oh, Fucking no! You would be so wrong! We didn't meet Matthew Perry and Bradley Whitford until 22 minutes into the pilot, until the halfway point! Yeah. That's bad writing. It, it just, there was so much exposition. Oh my god. So, oh. Aaron Sorkin can write dialogue. A lot of writers can. It's important and a necessary tool. (laughs) Dialogue is important, yes. But Aaron Sorkin just, like, loaded all these characters with so much exposition powder. And he lit these off, and they were just cannons of backstory shooting at us like it was the Battle of Waterloo. Well, we meet all the staff, like, who, I don't know, we didn't watch the whole series. I don't don't know how much we see any of them again except Timothy Busfield's control operator character like we're just yeah, like there's a... see, and seeing this person seeing this person but when do we get to what this show's about during the the network like speech the um control panel guy was focused on keeping the camera on the guy who was having a freak out yeah he, and he almost cut. lost his job for he this. waited 53 seconds even so... though he was told to cut Oh, man. So Matthew Perry, we meet him and Bradley Whitford. He, Matthew Perry is on oh, Vicodin, he's and he's a, drunk. at a Writers Guild dinner? Uh, a Writers Guild Awards. Yeah, he's at the WGAs, and he's just won for... Uh, Something. Uh, uh, wait, uh, what's his... Could he be any more of a Writer Award? Uh, uh, the Chandler Bing Award. <laughs> yeah, the Bing Bongs. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Chandler Bing, Bing Bang Theory... Howard Wallowitz is on this show sometimes. Yes, he is. He's one of the lesser known of the cast members of the... Sort of the featuring. Studio 60. Um, and basically, we learned that Matthew Perry and Sarah Paulson used to date, so he's uncomfortable with going back onto the show, but he decides to go back onto the show for reasons. I don't really remember why. It becomes why. a will there, won't they, again, apparently. But why, do they, why does he choose to go back to the show? Why does Bradley Whitford want to go to the show? Well, Bradley Whitford has to do it. Oh, because, right. So, basically, Jordan, the new president, Amanda Pete, basically tells Bradley Whitford's character, we know you can't do the film you're hoping to start pre-production on because you failed a drug, your physical, you failed the drug test, basically, and so you have to wait at least a year and a half before you can do that. Because you need insurance. Matthew Perry is unaware of this. And, and finds you see, out. they used to write for the show, and then they got fired, and Four then they became famous. Right. And they were fired by the 
the CEO, Stephen Weber's character. You know how showrunners are like rock stars and everyone knows who they are and they can't even leave their hotel with people flagging exactly. them down? So, yeah. Basically, this sh- it seems like the show was that Matthew Perry would write a sketch that was cutting edge, real groundbreaking satire, and everyone would be like, you can't do that on television. But what I'm doing this? it. Fast forward to the last episode, because we're just streamlining through yeah, this garbage the final monstrosity. Episode, so... Fast forward. So a lot has happened. Uh, a lot. They said that the show had been on two years since they took over it. So somehow yep. the f- only season of the show lasts two years. I guess. And Time is like crazy in this. I felt like I was watching Doctor Who. Exactly. <laughs> someone's brother had been kidnapped overseas in Afghanistan. By the Taliban. The Al Jazeera is getting involved. Bradley Whitford and Amanda Peet were having a baby. But yeah. it might not have been his. Turns out it was. Uh, Matthew Perry, we find out one of the reasons he doesn't want to stay with uh, Sarah Paulson's character. Because she's a Christian. And he's and he, an atheist. Uh, he said they broke up, by the way, in the first episode because she went on the 700 Club. And they made way too much of a big deal about this. Like, it just didn't end with that. And he just kept bringing up For, the yeah. 700 Club. The seven- now, yes, listeners, now, listeners of media majors will know that I've talked about Pat Robertson being the most evil and evangelical on television. So I understand why he maybe didn't want her to promote he her Christian awful. spiritual hymn album person. on 700 Club. But you know what's more awful is that I now know that that character had a spiritual hymn album that she made and that I've watched this terrible garbage <laughs> show. Yeah. This is a bad show for bad people who are bad. Bad, bad yeah, people, something... I say. Aaron, get in here. This... That's a naughty boy. No more crack pipe and mushrooms for you. <laughs> oh, they referred to the remote. I've had, had to jump back to Judd Hirsch's Patty Chayefsky monologue. He called the remote a crack pipe that we hit occasionally And in it's the like, monologue. dude, you write for television. <laughs> Just had to jump into that real quick. But back no, to, important. yeah, back to this Back terrible, to me scolding her and Sorkin. Terrible show. Oh, my other favorite joke is uh, they tell um, Matthew Broderick tells, he's like, what don't you, what, you don't trust us? He's like, will you write for television? When I heard that, my response was, you canceled sports night. Because <laughs> yeah. Aaron Sorkin never lets that go. Also, all the people who write for this also write for television. They should know how to be better writers because the writing is bad. Oh, the writing. The dialogue. Uh... Even the last episode, it was just exposition. Oh and my characters God. talking about stuff that we already know about. And then piling, like, a brickload more of information. Like, where to what? So there's a little movie called North by Northwest, directed by a little creepazoid named Alfred Hitchcock. And there's a directed scene... movies, but yeah, creep. And there's a scene where uh, someone has to explain... Uh, Cary Grant has to explain to someone the entire plot of the movie that we've just seen up to that point. And what do they do? They have a propeller sound go over it, so the sound cuts out, so we don't have to hear everything we that we've just to. fucking seen. Right. This show basically moves its plot forward by having an event happen and then having characters go tell other characters about the event that happened that we already know happened until it becomes this Ouroboros of hearing things that I've already heard about before and I don't care. And everyone, why is Matthew Perry considered attractive? He looks like a limp condom filled with, with almond meal that has hair and it's weird and I don't know why Lizzie Kaplan is dating him. Are they still together? Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. Coming soon to a Broadway stage near you, Matthew Perry and his play, which I don't remember the name don't of Don't date it. that. Something about longing or something? I don't know. Long pig. It's about but Matthew yeah, Perry like, becoming a cannibal. Every time we take a step forward, we take like 10 steps back. Can my hands be any more shaky? Because of all the meat and of then, people of that Of course, I eat. 
I'm we have Harry. to talk about as we're watching is like, wait, are we Kevin? All of a sudden, we keep jumping forward and backward in time, but it's done so poorly. There's no transition to flashbacks. Yeah, this was not Arrival. Couldn't tell at first because I thought maybe the that this was Arrival. We, you thought that maybe I tricked you and we were gonna watch Arrival for the podcast. <laughs> but I haven't seen it, Liam. It's very good. <laughs> but yeah, it felt like someone messed with the feed and mixed the scenes up. It, yeah, or that we were watching like stuff that happened. We were probably watching stuff that happened in the last episode. It was just this. This really was part weird. two of a two-parter. Oh, want to know something oh, awful? I, I learned. Do you want to know something? The worst thing I learned. What? Uh, this episode was called "What Kind of Day It's Been," which I believe is the same name as either the season finale of West Wing or the series finale of West Wing and the series finale of Sports Night. Ah, uh, we groaned a lot during this show. Like. More than we have in a while. Like, Yeah, this was bad. It was painful to watch. Like, We've watched our dramedies before. I forget the one we watched with Jane. Yeah, uh, 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 Lipstick I Gang I Bang or some lipstick shit. Jungle, no, no, Lipstick Gang Bang is a very different type of movie. <laughs> it's either Lipstick Jungle or it's the other Cashmere Mafia That's is what, what it is. I always want to call it the other. Either way, like that wasn't as bad. So, look. Everything ends happy for these this oh, sketch group. With the worst... I don't fucking care. ...cliched endings ever. Uh, but at one point, Matthew Perry has to admit to his girlfriend that he's been writing the show high on Vicodin again, and then they just kind of, like, are okay with him doing that. No, I'm the one. Some speech like that She's Sarah like, you tell everyone. You don't you tell also, everyone, but, but you tell me. I. And, and then, then she's just like, all right, but you can still do Vicodin. <laughs> It's cool. I'd have to do it, too, if I wrote for this show. And then the subplot with Amanda Peet uh, is, well, she's in the hospital having the baby, but it's not Bradley Whitford's baby, but they're getting married. So there's this whole thing of, like, we got to get her to sign documents. Otherwise, the baby would, because she she's, has some weird infection where she might die. She doesn't. Spoiler alert. It sucks. Yeah, spoiler kinda, alert. We thought she, that they should maybe kill him. When she came on the screen, I did say I hope she dies because that would make the show more interesting. Yes, it would. She didn't. She lives. The uh, the ki- uh, Nate, Nate point, Cordry's brother's oh, care brother yeah. is saved. Nate Cordry's brother is saved from being executed by the Taliban. Mostly just so that Aaron Sorkin can stand on a soapbox and talk about the Iraq War. This oh, seems like this was. This seems like this was just Aaron Sorkin getting his gym jams out. What's the term I'm looking for? It's just Aaron jams. Sorkin getting his rocks off. But where is his Trump? Shit? This is just. <laughs> this is just Sorkin yelling into the void, going like, "These are the things that I don't like as a very liberal crack pipe owner." Yeah, he's a lot gotten of in this. trouble for crack a lot before. This is, I don't. I use crack, and I'm unhappy with the way things are going. I'm Aaron Sorkin. No, I've only wait, written it one good like thing. That. And I think I said to Liam at one point, like. Remember when we thought that the 2000s, like the mid-2000s, were bad? And now we're under a whole new ORS regime. This show is so bad. The show is bad. Uh, This show premiered the same time as 30 Rock, another NBC show about the the behind-the-scenes of a late-night comedy show. A funny one, you might say. And Tina Fey is credited with saying, yeah, we didn't get canceled because we didn't half the time with Twice the Jokes. Yeah, this show couldn't make up its mind if it wanted to be funny or deep. Oh, it made up its mind very quickly that it it wanted to be a fucking soapbox. It was neither. It was not funny. It was not deep. It was so bad. It was not introspective. We we ended up just fast-forwarding a lot because, like, I got shit I got to do tonight, and I That is true. We fast-forwarded a lot during this. This is one of the worst shows I've ever seen. This is one of the worst pilots I've ever seen. Oh, the pilot's so bad it fails, like, on all the conventions, right? Yeah. I mean, we... I mean... 
I'm unsure what people want. It seems like they just want to yell at each other. Yeah. That's not something. And we, know one wants we to meet the lead, the two leads. We don't meet until halfway through the pilot. It was just ridiculous. That's just bad writing. The heroes. Uh, NBC aired this on Monday nights at 10 in the fall. It was up against CSI Miami, which killed in the ratings. Ugh. And it was up, up against local programming, which beat it. <laughs> and then when it went to the summer... Lasted 22 episodes of each 22 season? episodes. They uh, had it go to Thursdays at 10. Did this Damn. overlap any with the writer's strike? That no, was, no, no. It yeah. ended just before the writer's strike. Because I remember this came out and Heroes came out around the same time. This ended just and before And I didn't it. watch either. Do we, have any, uh, do we have anything else to say? Like, I mean, this was just so this unwatchable. Was really bad. Um, yeah, let's just jump to the ratings. This is very crusty. This is... Uh, this should have stayed buried. And it's not even that old. It's just so bad. This is some garbage show. It's it's garbage. It's this so should have been canceled preachy. by the pilot. I'm surprised they let this have 22 yeah. fucking episodes. Yeah, well, I, and I'm surprised someone decided to say it was two years, even though it was 20. I don't understand. <laughs> that was a weird thing. Time had no meaning in the the, the last episode. It yeah. Really didn't. Okay. So this yeah. was really bad, this and I apologize bad. for making us watch this. This is my decision, and I feel like I really failed us. So, I will say the saddest moment in the whole thing was when I saw Mark McKinney was on the show and the final like Dude. final scene. It just made me it made my heart hurt uh, as a diehard Kids in the Hall fan. I really I really fucked up today, guys. Yeah. No, you texted me you're like, oh, we're gonna watch it, and your response was, you're gonna hate it. I thought it'd be fun hate. <laughs> no. See, there's this part of the show they would do that always made me laugh. It sh- it was not f- intentionally funny, oh, but yeah. they would read someone's comedy sketch and just kind of flip it over and be like, this is good. Not laugh. None of this just happened. quickly read. To be fair, when we fast forward it, it would be like during part of a scene that we could still tell what was happening a minute later in the same scene because it was just so We would get all long. the buzzwords like patriot, bad, yeah. bush. Terrorism angry. wins. Terrorism wins. <laughs> that was a we lie. We can fi- figure it out from yeah, there. You, you, yeah, no, you did not need to be Sherlock Holmes yeah. to figure out what was happening in the scene. Don't watch this. Yeah, don't. It's terrible. It's it's crusty. It's just dusty. Just watch, watch 30 Rock. Watch, yeah, watch a funny show that does a good job so of we're gonna do lampooning. A, yeah, let's do that. We're going to do a new segment where we're going to... Don't watch this. Watch that. Yeah, I like it. Don't watch this. Watch that. Uh, William, what, what, do you, what would you recommend this week? Well, I think we should stick to other TV shows. And I agree. If you're looking for a show that's sort of a... See, I think shows about shows are not good. No, they're mostly bad ideas. I feel the same way about plays about plays. They're usually terrible, or when I ever, I mean, anything and I see someone do monologues about acting or monologues being bad actors, like, ah, I cringe. But if you want to see a show that does satire very well, I recommend the new NBC series Trial and Error, which satires all those true crime documentaries we all seem to love so much. Mm -hmm. It's got probably the best cast in a really long time on TV. Slithgo, right? Yeah, but he's not even the main character. And, like, I forgot. Stephen Boyer, Sherry Shepard, Chima Mays. Uh, I've heard good things. It good, looks good really people. Funny. Dave Gruber Allen. I don't know who that is. Oh, uh, you do when you'd see him. Probably so. Uh, so, yeah, watch that instead, folks. Josh? So, my recommendation has nothing to do with that type of show, but it's just what I've been watching recently or rewatching because I'm very excited. We're recording this in May, and at the end of the month, a great thing is hopefully going to happen. My fingers and toes are that, crossed. That gum you like is coming back in flavor. That gum I like is coming back in style. So No, I've, no. 
It's it's they changed it. It's just they're just coming out with a Twin Peaks flavor. <laughs> it's cherry, that, of course, or um, dead or, or coffee, <laughs> or owl. So Ugh. I've been rewatching Twin Peaks. Fences. Fuck. <laughs> Picket <and> fences. <laughs> and if you haven't seen it, you should. It's incredible. It Specifically, creates... the prequel movie Firewalk with me. The prequel slash not just a prequel. I'm a fan of it personally. It's weird as fuck. Oh, it's... I just hear it's bad, much like the second season of Twin Peaks. It's dark. So... Like, they, they turn the brightness up, pal. Like, it's way darker and way, like, it, it obviously... When you watch Twin Is Peaks, it better than Blue Velvet, a bad you movie? You hate Blue Velvet, and I like it, so we're just not going to go there. Uh, if you Do you like the you... part in Blue Velvet where I fall asleep because it's so goddamn boring? <laughs> I don't know what part that is. The beginning. Let me finish. So, I, uh, Twin Peaks, when you watch this, just remember, this was on fucking ABC. This was a network TV show, and the fact that it even existed past a pilot. That a means two-hour-long pilot, which was a movie of the week, like, backdoor deal. That means Mickey Mouse could have appeared on Twin Peaks. Oh, God. But Disney anyway, owns Twin Peaks. Disney does. They own it. Well, now Showtime does. But right, Disney... Technically, CBS, because that's who released the Blu-ray set. Anyway, watch Twin Peaks. It's amazing. And that part you hate, apparently, of uh, Blue Velvet. So when I went to see David Lynch speak a couple years ago... He was also like, I'm sorry for making Blue Velvet. It's a really no, bad movie. No, the really pretentious, like, really pretentious uh, moderator was like, they showed the opening scene of Blue Velvet, and he's and then he's like, "Where were you when you realized there were things beneath the grass?" And David that's Lynch, what the moderator said. Yes, and he's getting close to David Lynch, and David Lynch is like, uh, "I realize you've gotten really close to me." Like David Lynch, you would think would like be like very hoity-toity, maybe a little pretentious. Not at all. He, nah, he's a weirdo. He just blew off the moderator most of the time he tried to say stupid shit like that. Because David Lynch you, is Lynch famous for not explaining his films. He's just, listen. He wants you to make your own interpretation. He's okay that I don't like Twin uh, That is. I don't like Blue Velvet. He's not I like make... Twin Peaks. Uh, he's okay that I don't like the Blue Velvet. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Yeah, I, I mean... like Mulholland Drive a lot. And some would argue that's a worse movie. And some really hate Inland Empire, and I like it. And it is I think Inland Pepper Empire looks really fun. It is very... I haven't seen it, but... It has the strangest ending, uh, one, of, wait, one of the strangest endings I've ever seen, because it's just, yeah. So yeah, go watch Twin Peaks. Um, and Liam, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, we're on a network. What? I may have created the network, because I was waiting for networks to happen, and they didn't. So listen to <laughs> other shows on the Major Cast Network. Well, our first podcast network we were going to be part of. Well, but that person disagreed. <laughs> He disappeared with our pilot. <laughs> yep. Anyways, we've got four shows on the network. You probably heard an ad somewhere for the yeah. one of the shows in this. I should have left room for it, but we talk a lot and we talk <laughs> over each other. Figure it out. I don't really care because this show <laughs> is about how we're going insane watching garbage television, like Studio Sixty. Um, all right. I think I just want to go back. This was a bad show. Terrible show. People have said that this is a good show. They're wrong. They are wrong. Very wrong. Ob not subjective. They are <laughs> no. objectively wrong. You watch it and you tell us they're right and you're wrong too. It is a fact that cannot be disproven that Studio 60 on the Sunset sun shit Strip, sun strip is on the Sunset Strip shit is poop show. <laughs> poop show. That's what level it is. It is worse than... 120 days of Sodom. It is worse than the first Transformers movie. I didn't see either one of these things. It is worse but I trust it. than a live elephant giving birth video. 
This is a bad show. It is show. worse than Caroline in the City, it which is, is one of the worst shows we've watched. Worse than Caroline in the City. And I didn't think I was going to say that. After these messages, <laughs> just, we'll, we'll be right back. back. It's Musty TV. It's Musty TV. It's Musty TV. Oh, it must be TV. It's Musty TV. It's Musty TV. Ooh. I'm Tom Lockney. And I'm Liam Sr. I really like video games and internet culture. And I like movies and TV. And every week we research a true story from our preferred mediums and tell it to the other person. It's super fun and it's great. And even when it gets a little intense, we find the laughs in it, damn it. Lots of learning, lots of laughter, sometimes bummers, but lots of friendship. Media Majors, every Monday on the Major Cast Network. Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.